0: Welcome to Level with Emily Reese. This is music by Amos Roddy for Citizen Sleeper, the narrative-based RPG from 2022 that absolutely stole the hearts of many with its thoughtful writing, gorgeous design, and absolutely fantastic music. I cannot say enough good things about Amos' music for Citizen Sleeper. It's music that is full of tenderness and care. Um, it's full of hope and love. Uh, in a really harsh environment that gets reflected in creative ways, musically. I really, really love this soundtrack, and I absolutely loved talking with Amos about it, as you'll hear. Join us on Discord. That link is down in the show notes if you want to talk to us about this, other episodes of Level with Emily, or anything game music related, uh, or whatever. Um, You'll find this conversation on YouTube as well. And join us on Patreon. If you can support us financially, that would be absolutely wonderful. Alright, here's Amos Roddy talking about Citizen Sleeper. I don't want to get like all new agey on you or anything, but I just feel such warm vibes and so much like tenderness and love from the music oh. and like a little tinge of heartache too, you know? And it's just like, it, it just sounds so well cared for, the music, you know? Oh, well, thank you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, that, that means a lot. I. Yeah, I feel like that's one of the, one of my goals is with music to kind of make it feel human rather than like, I mean it's all human because as of yet it's all made by humans change soon with AI being the, you know, demon that is. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's some way, especially in games, there's like, like driving music or like soaring stuff. And oftentimes I feel like, Oh, my stuff is like rather mundane, but hopefully it also has a degree of, uh, warmth to it.
0: Yes. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. A lot. Um, And I guess before we get too deep into it, for those who are unfamiliar with the game, would you just give us kind of a little uh, synopsis or summary of what Citizen Sleeper is?
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, So it's like a narrative-focused sort of a uh, video game interpretation of a tabletop RPG where you're rolling dice and actions um, that you want to complete are contingent on you know the how the dice roll, and you progress through. This is actually a terrible description because um, I'll turn over. You play as a character on a dilapidated but still lived upon space station um, that's sort of in a limbo um, that where it's kind of in a no man's land sort of, um, and you have to figure out how to survive on the station and make your own life. And you exist as this sort of sentient uh, mechanical human. I wouldn't say robot, but kind of. Yeah. Um, Yeah, And you're experiencing what it's like to be um, an outsider in a number of ways Mm -hmm. um, inhabiting this, this world. Yeah. I don't know if that's a great description. If Gareth, the developer was here, we'd, we'd get a, a much better <laughs> synopsis. But
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and you've this is the second game you've worked on with him and that team, right?
1: Um yeah. Uh we worked on In Other Waters together, which is uh, another narrative focused game.
0: hmm No dice uh, though.
1: No dice. No dice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No <laughs> dice on that one. Um <laughs> it was more of like a Metroidvania but text. Yeah, that's your like visual novel.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and yeah, so Citizen Sleepers are second game together.
0: mentioned about you know you're human but you have other components to you and so one of the things that you learn right away if you start playing is that you need to like find ways to keep your body surviving right you have to keep because even you know today if someone gets an organ transplant they're on meds to like prevent the organ from rejection right and that kind of like theme is extant in the game too right um yeah
1: yeah So, like you exist as something that was made by a corporation that is reliant on um, a supplement, let's say, was just for lack of a better word. Yeah. And without that, then, you know, it's just like planned obsolescence to create a dependency.
0: Right. So, yeah, you have to. Yep. Planned obsolescence. That's right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I feel like aspects, particularly with the very first track, it. There's deterioration. And I didn't know how deliberate that was, you know, or if I was just reading way too much into how you constructed that, that opening track.
1: Yeah, the one that plays on the title screen?
0: Um, well, the one that plays on Spotify as the first track.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, I think. Which one is that? Let me look. Because that's how I, I first experienced density. it, right? I didn't. Um, I played the game way after I'd listened to the soundtrack like thirty-seven times or oh. something. <laughs> like that. Seriously, yeah, density is the first track because that's not the menu. That's not what's that what plays right when you um no, yeah. the game. No, um, yeah, right. The
1: one called Sleeper does, which it has right. a similar. Uh, mm-hmm kind of sense of dilapidation to it, I guess. that was definitely intentional I think I mean oftentimes with uh, soundtracks I'll try to find an aesthetic or conceptual choice that matches the game and then once that's established I don't have to think about it anymore and I can kind of make that my own so for me it was like okay what's going to fit in this game and then going off in this kind of like Boards of Canada direction and liking the sounds of um, destroyed audio and destroyed is a strong word, but audio that's altered um, by degraded means. I wish I could remember the name of, there's this one artist. Um, I wish I could remember the name, but it's, it's a very short tape loop and they just like press play on this tape and you just like listen to the tape, get worse and worse because it kind of wears out. And that's the whole, like, those are the songs. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it could be very, very boring. Or it could be, like, very, very hypnotic, depending on how you think of it. Um, yeah. But I really like ideas like that.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: the one-way trips of destroying things. Um, Interesting. You're just, yeah. I don't know if it's actually, that. that might sound good, but it might not be true. Because I think the way audio works is, like, like, If you have like a crappy guitar and you play it, like objectively, it's just a different sounding instrument, right? It's not not a worse guitar. Right. It might be worse to play, but it just creates a different sound. Mm -hmm. Maybe the intonation is worse or something. I guess there are objective measures of of worse versus better. But but sonically, it's not. Like a toy guitar that costs $20 might sound far more emotive than like some pristine
2: Mm
1: -hmm. $4,000 Taylor. I'm ranting. Okay. Sorry.
0: <laughs> Rant away. No. Uh, so you said one way, did you say one way deteriorate? One way, destru- what did you say?
1: Yeah. Just that like once you, you can't. once you start it. degrading a sound, like you can't retrieve some of the stuff that you, yep. um, it's, it's hard because like uh, audio destruction is both like subtractive and additive. Those are the wrong words to use, but you're both gaining things and, and taking things away. Mm-hmm. Um, Oftentimes you're gaining extra upwards harmonics um, sure. at the expense of the fidelity of what currently exists there. And you're like probably adding a noise floor, maybe mm. some artifacts, depending on what's going on. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah,
0: I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh So... One of the things that I thought was really subtle throughout, except in Signal Haze, it's a little more in the front, was was vo- vocals. And I, um, it, some of them I didn't even hear till I put on these headphones and listened with you know nice studio headphones, which was a total joy, by the way. I mean, all music is right. Like every- <laughs> everyone should have a nice pair of headphones, and they're not called Beats, but that's
2: just yeah, something. yeah. <laughs>
0: that's something else. But. Um, it's it's just like um there there were a lot of uh a, a lot of detail popped out in, in that way um but but I'd love to hear you talk about the ways in which you used voice or vocal samples or however you incorporated that throughout Citizen Sleeper.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I mean there's not too much voice there yeah. but everything that's there is my voice. Um, okay.
0: I wondered, yeah.
1: Yeah, just kind of messed with
0: mm. a lot. Yeah.
1: Um and Usually, I just make music by, like, especially mixing, like, turning knobs until it sounds good. So yeah. I'm not like, I rarely like hear something in my head, and then like, oh god, time to fulfill this. It's usually oh, like I don't know what my next step is going to be. Yeah, like most of most melodies and soundtracks I write are just the first time, improvising hmm. with like tweaking, because okay. like I feel like what, well, unless I'm in like a bad headspace. My initial reaction is probably going to be as good as anything else. Also, I don't, I I used to be really precious with music. I'm like, oh, this song can be better. And I spent years trying to, and failing to release music, um, because I was so in my head about it and have like hundreds of these work in progress things that never went anywhere. Hmm. And now I just don't want to spend that much time with music, which is probably why I write simple music. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) just sounds a little (laughs) easier to finish up. Um, but uh, yeah, so the voice stuff is a lot of um, pitching and uh, resampling and uh, saturation, which is like form of which is distortion, basically
2: mm-hmm. overdrive. Yeah.
1: saying, like, kind of 90s electronica stuff. Um, But just kind of messing around until I found something that felt vibey.
2: Yeah.
0: And warm, too. Like, that that word I always think of when I hear the soundtrack. um, Because that was part of the mixing, too, right? You're mixing it to sound lush and full and warm as opposed to cold and jagged and harsh. And I, I feel like, um, I, I wish I had better terms like an audio engineer would to say, but you know, a track like, um, Oh, what's the one? Let me, let me more appropriately grab my notes here. Uh, cause then I can tell you exactly what the hell I'm talking about. Um, Oh, coalesce. It's like one of my favorite. So I starred, <laughs> I starred my favorites okay, right <laughs> coalesce. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely one of my favorite tracks. It, it's just, it's so, uh, it's very calm and kind of slow moving and, and whatnot. Um, but there are kind of these, and aggressive isn't really the right word, but they certainly could have sounded aggressive the way the melody line kind of goes, does these rips um, yeah. through the texture. Was so taken with how differently that sound could sound if you had mixed it differently, you know?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think I know what you mean. That's one of my favorite tracks on the soundtrack. That first little note, and then it dips into the next one. Yes. Um, I was really pleased with that. And actually, the trick of this song, which I was also pleased with, um, was the the way I made it. Is it? I've got um, um. Amoga grandmother, which is just a attractive oh, nice. hardware synth, and it's just one note. <laughs> and then I just recorded the note, and then I digitally just like altered the pitch on a duplicate yeah. of that. It. So it's actually most of the song is just one note recorded, and me just like altering it by hand.
0: Oh, that's badass!
1: Um, which gave kind of a a neat imperfect sound to it. You listen to it really loud, and this was something I chose to leave in there. But there's all these little, like, scratchy sounds, and that's like oh. leftover processing from me turning the knob. Oh, cool! Um, yeah, which was a digital thing, it wasn't a real knob, it was on a flat screen, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of that warmth is also just mixing dark, um, yeah, which. And and warm is definitely an audio word. I feel like a lot of people think that, like, I don't have the language for it, but but yeah. um, a lot of these things, like, translate, and they're, they're words that, you know, yeah. musicians and mixing engineers use. Um, but yeah, it just doesn't have a lot of high frequency. A lot of my music is kind of right darker and warmer.
0: Um, yeah, yeah.
1: Which might be an issue. Maybe that means it lacks presence, but... <laughs> I don't know it's i always go back and forth like what do i do here to make this sound more alive yet doesn't make it sound harsh it's tough Mm -hmm. for me everyone has their different a lot of people are trying to tame their high frequencies i'm trying to figure out how to fill in more of them (laughs) or, or at least space there
0: When I very first emailed you, I, maybe it was the second time. I can't remember which time, but I was like, I love Matsutake. That track is so great um, because this shuffle sneaks in, this triplet feel sneaks in, I don't know, about a third of the way through or something like that.
1: Oh, yeah. Sorry. Like I wrote, <laughs> I had to write, finish writing and name these so quickly that I'm like, time to go check on what song that one is. But, right. But, yeah. That sounds terrible, but...
0: Um, no, no, I understand. It's a common a common theme on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, you guys aren't writing them to name them, right? You know, usually.
1: Yeah, I always give them really terrible placeholder names so that um, <laughs> there's no possibility that I become attached to the temporary name.
2: Oh, so yeah, that's a good it'll idea. it'll
1: be like gibberish and capitals. Letters, <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, the gibberish that starts with like four Ps <laughs> or like um, this fucking one too. You know, like weird, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, oh, is it this fucking one two or this one three with two exclamation points? <laughs> it was, I'm very organized. Um, yeah. Anyways, duckie.
0: Yeah. Um, the shuffle, man. It's great. Yeah.
1: I think one thing I was um, really attracted to in this soundtrack was using sequencers. Um, and for people don't know, a sequencer is like. Um, It can be... Well, just imagine you hit a a note on the piano, and that sends a signal to play, like, a series of notes relative to that one you're pressing. So it'll be like, I'm going to play a C. And then the sequence is going to be, like, one, one, three, five. And it'll do that relative to the placement of that first note as the one. Mm -hmm. So um, you can create complex, like, melodic or or rhythmic patterns um, with kind of like simple input, which isn't just to save time. It it can also make it so that you're thinking in a way that you would not otherwise because you're like, oh, this is actually a little song in a way playing on its own Mm -hmm. on top of other music. Um, So you can create like some fun polyrhythmic stuff.
0: Then you also do it in Yesterday's Sky if you want to have a listen to that one, and
1: uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll it up
0: real quick. oh yeah, this one was the fun. brushes. What's with the brushes? Like it's like it's like an electronic track, but then you bring in like these terrestrial, you know, like brush brushes on yeah. a drum kit, which I, I just loved.
1: i probably just liked the brushes and i was like oh this is neat." yeah <laughs> and it it wasn't as much a like you know it would really ground this yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe afterwards <laughs> reflectively and then like you know you i feel yeah. like oftentimes when i get the like alchemical ingredients that make a track work then you can kind of build around what it's created mm-hmm. this one had like i think the working title for this one was slow dance in space which i like that <laughs> kind of feels like that Yeah. Um, yeah i really love brushes yeah i would love more of an excuse to use them it does kind of fit in this track though i feel like it does I'm speaking loudly because i'm listening <laughs> to it at the same time sorry <laughs> it's all good
0: Did you play them, or is is this samples? Is this synth stuff?
1: Um, yeah, the the brushes are samples. Yeah. Um, I think I mean I didn't record any um, live percussion for this. At most, okay. it's like me taking samples from a subtractive synth and okay. kind of repurposing them for like my. There, there's a kick that I use throughout this, uh, like a kick drum, like my my bassy drum yeah. you know boom
2: yeah
1: that's not a good that's I'm trying to describe it's like an 808 <laughs> no one's gonna know what that means um but yeah other than that everything's sampled uh, okay and i do a lot of using existing sample libraries um partially because it's expedient and yeah. um in games you don't really like we have to write soundtracks pretty quick oftentimes
0: right yeah.
1: Um and also I'm 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 uh feel like I'm really impatient as a as a if I can't make something i feel musical quickly then yeah. I um I'm not much of a tinkerer like okay. I have an MS20 in the closet which is a great uh, hardware synth um okay. and it's just it's too much of a pain <laughs> It's like modular synthesis I've never gotten into. And every time I'm like, I'm going to. And like, you know, I hang out with like someone who has all that, you know, has like a wall of it. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know how to make something cool. And (laughs) I just lose interest. Which doesn't mean anything bad about the synth. Of course. Of course. It's just. Just impatient, I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Or Or just to have different interests.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think I started with acoustic instruments. Okay.
0: um, Yeah. Which ones? Uh.
1: Piano and guitar. Okay. I'm looking at a piano or a guitar. It's yeah, not a piano. That's a guitar. <laughs> I realized by looking behind me, that doesn't help anyone yeah. who's watching this. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah. Acoustic instruments are great. They just create the sound they make. And it's, right. it's it's an actual body of wood or metal or whatever, like, you know, moving through air. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: there's one thing I miss about writing music for games oftentimes it's it's not a very tangible uh relationship with the things that are creating sound
0: how old were you when you started um m- music things <laughs> um
1: let's see i had a guitar when i was in high school but probably around 20
0: oh yeah okay
1: yeah, I went to school for um, cultural anthropology, so damn no connection to music. Um,
0: brainy, brainy type.
1: Ah, uh, no, I just didn't know what I wanted to do. <laughs> yeah, I was a pretty apathetic student. Okay. Yeah, but that's okay. College was. I learned how to navigate a bureaucracy,
0: so I guess that has. <laughs> that's used. <laughs> you please write a book and tell us the rest of us how to do it. <laughs> Oh, not well. Okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah, just passively.
0: You just made it through. Yeah. Where did you go to school?
1: I went to school in New Mexico. Uh, Oh, wow. I'm from New Mexico.
0: Oh, cool. uh, University
1: of New Mexico in Albuquerque.
0: Nice. It's beautiful. Just like so different. I mean, I did not grow up in a desert. It's just amazing to me down there.
1: Yeah. 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 It is really pretty. Um, Yeah. It's very dry, which is Mm -hmm. why I moved to the Northwest,
0: I oh, think. Oh, okay.
1: I, maybe not consciously. I have a lot of okay. friends that were up here, but um, Okay. yeah. I mean, I, I think moving water when you live in New Mexico feels like this incredible um, mm-hmm. like psychedelic novelty just to yeah. see like, like, it's as if you're seeing a body of water for the first time every time you see it at a river. And unfortunately that wore off. <laughs> He's probably reinvested in psychedelics, but um,
0: <laughs> you probably can yeah. in Portland a little easier. Than yeah. Other places. <laughs> it's true.
1: Yeah. I, I, I don't think it's, I don't know where we're at, but it's at the very yeah. least decriminalized here. Amazing. But she's
0: yeah. nice. That is um, nice. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, but probably around 20. And I started experimenting with electronic stuff probably a few years after that so okay i haven't been i would, i guess i know i mean most of my adult life has been surrounding music one way or another um but yeah it all kind of started ticking off in like 2014 2015 with uh, a little ep i wrote that um thankfully i was able to successfully pitch to some game developers just because sounded fun to dovetail my interests in games and music. And uh, yeah, then that, the first uh, Kingdom game, if anyone's familiar with that.
0: Yeah, there are which many. Which
1: crazy that it was now 2015, which is a long time ago.
0: Yeah. You do other media projects, though, too, but you just have done now several games.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I've, I think games... Kind of offer me something um unique i get a lot of autonomy from it mm. um and i think at this point thankfully people kind of want to work with me specifically because they um want me to do what i want to do
2: um, right.
1: and they trust me to do that and um for a while i was doing like like warner brothers kind of trailery stuff um and, oh wow,
0: that's but, quite different. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it wasn't very fun. It was also sound design, which I I am okay. not quite as drawn to.
0: Okay.
1: Um, but just just kind of like this big like you know ad agency vibe stuff, which isn't bad. I shouldn't say big. I was working with just wonderful people, but um, it's just tiring. It wasn't necessarily fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of dabbled in doing a little bit of like producing for. Um, like bigger artists, um, like mainstream hip hop stuff. Okay. Um, and that I don't think was a good fit for me either. Mm. Um, I, it just was really stressful, and I it didn't feel like it allowed me to do my own, um, my own work as much.
2: Mm-hmm. So I
1: didn't, I didn't really go after that. I really enjoyed the Brickman games. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although I mean, I could I could get one of those like records and put them on the wall, <laughs> which is kind of neat. Uh, nice. Yeah. For for what one-off. can you say? Yeah. Um, so I, <laughs> this is like a weird little footnote, but I produced a, a Lil Wayne track of, like
0: <laughs> really? two, three years ago. So you made the beat? Yeah.
1: Um, I did the melodic stuff. I can send okay. you Do it, it afterwards. Um, yeah, or just then, send, like yeah. Yeah, there's some stuff like that, um, but I think that yeah, that album did really well. So you know, like
0: you got the record,
1: like,
0: but I really had very little to do with it. Um, well, I mean, but that's and that's kind of hip hop in in a lot of ways, right? It's a it's an amalgamation of people doing amazing things to create an amazing track, like. You know, how many credits did Beyonce have on that last record? I mean, there's a lot of people that, that work on those tracks, so I would not say that any part of yours would be insignificant, you know? That's my yeah, take on it. Yeah. I don't know. No, you're,
1: you're, you're
2: right. <laughs> now who's going to pop me? Who's going to pop me? Bunch of n- looking like not me. Bunch of looking.
1: It felt very incidental though. Like I had a there was a track on one of the Kingdom soundtracks that like got re-uploaded to this like kind of like tastemaker youtube channel and then like it got sampled a couple times and then like nice. a producer for a little wanted something specifically you know based on that and then so it wasn't like i was i don't i don't know what sort of hustle is involved to make that happen on some like predictable course but right um
0: to hold but, yeah mm-hmm.
1: I, have, I have a lot of freedom to working in games though uh, yeah. at least currently and yeah. hopefully that stays um And it's kind of why I've stayed in, like, working in indie games, too, because, you know, there's less people, there's more, Mm -hmm. um, well, what's the best way to say this? Uh, Yeah, you have, like, equity within the the projects themselves. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so it's a lovely way to make a living.
0: And how did you meet Gareth?
1: Um, Gareth reached out to me in 2019, Let's check when In Other Waters came out. (laughs) If if it came out in 2019, that wasn't. Okay, I think 2019. And they had had a um, a previous composer, and things didn't work out super well, and Mm. um, they were suddenly in a pinch to um, get a build ready. A build is like a a version of the game, an early version of the game, for I think it's the sake of a publisher. Um, Yeah, so someone pulled out of the project and they reached out to me and like my work on Kingdom I think and went from there Mm -hmm. and we've been friends since and
0: How long did you work on citizen sleeper trying to think of when the game
1: started uh i think it was in development for about two years yeah so i think i was working on it for a couple years um most of the soundtrack came together actually in a few months um we had a lot a lot of time and i had a lot of uh flexibility in my schedule and i was i had all these lofty ambitions I had done all these crazy experiments, sound design, and um, I just ended up with like a thousand ideas on the floor. And I think we had like seven months before release, and I was like, Oh, I don't have anything done. So I kinda had to pivot and which is unfortunately how it usually works. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. A lot of those crazy ideas didn't get in there, but I think I think the experiments informed the choices I made.
0: Oh, for um, sure, yeah,
1: yeah. But maybe one day
0: I'll do something with
1: this. <laughs> yeah. So, so about two years.
0: Okay. And what did what did Gareth ask of you, or what was what was the kind of the pitch to you about the game in terms of you coming up with the sound? You know, how did you determine the palette?
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, I was drawn to the idea of making um a soundtrack that could have sort of at least uh, arguably been written by residents of this space station
2: mm-hmm.
1: um using you know like things that they would potentially have on hand
2: yeah
1: that wouldn't have to be brought in like it's not like well it's space so someone's flying in a bunch of synths um <laughs> from you know uh, the pacific northwest um just, just you know like lots of like of. of Having transformers and, and um, old vacuum tubes and these kind of things, maybe yeah. like they, they didn't have any real thrill machines, but maybe they would. I don't know. Who knows? Um, yeah. So that that was sometimes it's nice to create like a creative restriction in order to get some sure. traction uh, on where to take things because especially now, like you know, we have access to so many different sonic palettes
2: mm-hmm. with,
1: with technology so yeah but um you know waters had done well and the sound had been well received um so i think they were happy to just let me do what i wanted so it was a kind of a light hand with okay. um guiding and i think that's i think we've kind of found a good pace with that as collaborators
0: um, did Did you put some kinds of uh, tangible restrictions on yourself in advance?
1: Um, not really. Um, I think oftentimes the way I think of writing a soundtrack is it's like, or an album, it's kind of like going into a room with absolutely no light and you kind of have to feel the objects. And the more you feel the edges, the more you can kind of articulate the space you're in. And eventually you don't necessarily need to feel out the objects to know who you are. Yeah. Um, and once it once once things gets get developed a little more, you can kind of like you can throw something in and realize that it doesn't fit pretty easily. Or realize that like maybe this was some missing ingredient.
2: Mm-hmm. Um
1: so I think initially I would have thought like I don't want pianos in this. Um and then later there's there is a fair amount of piano. Yeah. Treated in a very specific way to make it less um, roomy. Yeah, it's not uh, in-your-face
0: piano-y like in a concert hall piano.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to remember. There's only a few tracks, I guess, with piano, but they're in there. I also have like really unrealistic reverbs to prevent you from feeling like you can uh, relate to the space that they're in, which I didn't want to have happen.
0: Also just kind of the positive vibe to some of the music, too, in such a really difficult environment, right? I mean, you're hungry all the time. You never have enough money. You're always looking for work and money and meds. And I mean, it's just it's just a bummer, (laughs) but in in a beautiful way. But um But, you know, again, like a really, really positive vibe to some of these tracks, like uh, one of, one of, another one of my favorites, Photosynthetic Skin, has a really just kind of upbeat groove going, you know?
1: Yeah, I had to turn it on. Yeah, yeah. As soon as I turn it on, I'm like, oh, this song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. That's, I mean, I really, I feel like the music of my own that I enjoy the most, which uh, that's kind of a weird thing.
0: No, I mean, I would hope you enjoy it. With their
1: own music, yeah. Well, I, you know, I don't really. But then, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Um, you know, like I would hope that there is kind of like a, a melancholic hope to a yes. lot uh, of these tracks.
0: Yes. Um,
1: yeah. And I, I think that's the space that I'm often most drawn to exploring. Okay. Whether it's this soundtrack or or it's the next one or a sense of mm-hmm. space. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of games, soundtracks, especially games is like, you know, like really driving or like hard hitting or yes. like pump you up. Yes. or really sad. I mean, cause you know, like if you have story beats to hit and you really want to like mm-hmm. make sure the audience understands that they're supposed to feel glee or something. But yeah. I, I'm just, I feel like I'm more drawn towards these in between states. Sure. Maybe it's because I rarely feel like my own life is um, explicitly happy or like miserable or yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's not very, I haven't had a, a, that simple of an emotional experience.
0: Um, sure, Or not right, simple, right. but... Well, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. I think the com- the complexity and um, just in-betweenness, that, that bittersweet kind of thing that happens with so many events in our life in some way, you know? Yeah. hmm Yeah.
1: Maybe one day Right big soaring scores or something. But you I do also a don't know how to do
0: Comedy that. or something, yeah. Yeah, comedy. Score a rom-com. <laughs> I would probably
1: do a terrible job with
0: I, I, You might surprise yourself. It's in there somewhere, I bet. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> um, you, you said something, um, you know, I don't know, 20 minutes or so ago about this is why you write simple music, uh, uh, some something along those lines. And... That is a word that I use a couple of times throughout my questions um, that, you know, you can't read, but one, uh, you know, I felt that about coalesce, like it's very si- simple sounding texture. I know there are a lot more things going on than we're really aware of sometimes, but um, but also ship watching. Um, give that a listen. Uh, <laughs> um, oh,
1: I keep closing this window every time I act or- yeah, don't close the window.
0: <laughs> Leave it open because there's more questions coming. Uh, but yeah, ship watching, just a very simple uh, texture. Initially, just a couple notes. Um, and it, it builds a little, but... Um, but I really love that uh, innocence. There's a there's a tenderness and an in- innocence to it.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's that's lovely to hear. That's one of the things I would like to work towards and yeah. achieve. I mean, achieve I don't know, I don't know that means I mean, is it, that it implies an end result or something, or a, Yeah, a final point. But yeah, I think for me, um, and I've always felt this way, um, especially when you get to like um solo instruments like a guitar or piano, like there's something that to me feels increasingly alchemical about having as few ingredients as possible that mm. still can create impact. Mm-hmm. Um and I think one of my sort of like I don't know internal platonic ideals with music is to make things that have you know, very very few moving parts, and are able to explore a space, or I don't know if I would say tell a story, but um, resonate on some emotional level.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so yeah, I've always been drawn to that, and that's something I I think is is one of, and will continue to be. Um, I don't know if I'd call it a goal, but the return for me. Hmm. Um, yeah I really like that and, and I think as I get better at writing music I feel more confident to explore that simplicity um because it's a little intimidating in a way because sure if it's if you have something that sounds crappy and it's just you know like I mean because because that that track um coalesce it's mm-hmm. so simple yeah and again it's like literally a one note is is the majority of it and then i i cheated later on there's like accompanying melodies and stuff but yeah that could have been terribly boring and and maybe for a lot of people it is terribly boring but um Hmm. yeah it's it would have been a little i think like five years ago me would have adorned it with a bunch of other stuff oh interesting with the fear that it was boring
0: final track on the Spotify or on the um, on the soundtrack um, which by the way can be purchased on Bandcamp stream it, buy it, support it however you can um, not you personally Amos but <laughs> <laughs> thank you yeah, um, yeah uh, but the very final track Possible Futures uh, also feels very personal it's almost like a closing hymn you know it felt very like um stately in a way like i don't know i I, i'd love to hear your thoughts on uh possible futures
2: yeah i think
1: i wrote this one late at night i think it was pretty much all one go Hmm. and i think i was just messing around on this cool um patch i had about it I remember it came together really quick and I feel like the the music I like of my own the most maybe this is because I've spent the least time with it hmm. um, it's the stuff that kind of emerges quickly yeah and it could largely because it's not so labored that I'm just like oh neat um, yeah I mean ideally as a musician like I think like you're just the first person to hear the thing you make and that's right. your relationship with it like I have no I feel no sovereignty over the. This is actually not true, uh, in terms of copyright and stuff like that. But like, I don't feel like the music I've made necessarily belongs to me.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: I don't. I don't know. It doesn't. We're just making. Well, that's that's its own uh, rabbit hole. But yeah, um, yeah. This one came together quick. Hmm. I really like this one. Especially just the luck of this um, instrument patch I'd made being kind of appealing, mm. and the reverb kind of being immersive on
0: its own.
2: Mm. Yeah.
1: A little bit of cheating, though. Don't tell anyone. Okay.
0: Cheating. Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> other starred tracks (laughs) prismatic lens and this must be a sequencer track i would assume um Mm -hmm. but this was another one of those tracks where when i put on my good headphones I, i oh my god i heard the coolest stuff i hadn't heard um just playing out of my shitty laptop speakers but um but yeah talk to me about prismatic lens i i just the the melody just weaves through it's it's just so cool
1: oh thank you One and yeah. this is a sequence track. Um, I mean, yeah. that initial arpeggio is not being played by hand. Um, it's something I sequenced in and didn't really know how it would turn out. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of the using a sequencer is like for me at least, like setting yourself up for happy accidents where you sure. press something and you play something else on top of it without knowing exactly how they're gonna intersect. Yeah, uh, yeah, usually like when I'm constructing a track like this, I'll I'll find a hook that I like. In this case, it was that initial arpeggio. Mm-hmm. And then we've got this sub bass coming in, nice big sine wave. Just keep it really simple. It goes on for a long time without changing, which I felt a little insecure about. Oh, really? Like, that's oh, going to be boring. And I was like, no, s- stick with it. <laughs> it's okay. Um, and then I think the melody is. Kind of just like whatever first take felt good.
0: Yes, which I didn't hear until I put on my headphones.
1: Yeah, so I think that's me, if I remember correctly, okay. um, and then I used a technique called Verispeed, oh. um, which is kind of the, it, you're basically like speeding up or slowing down a tape, I imagine that, but it's happening.
0: It's yeah. Just,
1: you know, when you like, if you like put your finger on a tape, it's like, oh. For sure. Like, like that. So yeah. it's, it's slowing down the speed and the pitch, or it's speeding it up, so I just okay. lifted the pitch, and then it's super drowned in reverb. I don't know if you're curious how, about the technical aspect oh, yeah. of this. Yeah, but.
0: no, definitely. Go there. Go there, please. Cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so it's super reverb It's very wide, meaning the stereo image is all the information is forced to the left and right channels, so there's not okay. much commonality in that center channel. Sure. So if you, like, collapse the left and the right to mono, there wouldn't be very much overlap, but there would be well, a lot of cancellation, which... yeah. So. It doesn't sound good on a mono speaker, but, um, and then when it when you hit the one, like ooh, boom, sorry, no one can hear what I'm listening to. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you got like a side chain from the kick drum that's like making it pulse. And mm-hmm. then I think I'm just soloing the reverb going out. So it kind of comes in and oh. then it like bounces out this way. Okay. Which is kind of, I feel like it sounds kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's a few things in this track where I, like, have something start out and then, like, kind of hit the center and then, okay. like, bounce back out.
0: Yeah, um, yeah.
1: Which I, I imagine was just an idea in the moment. Um, I I think part of me mixing um, dark, which you lose a sense of space and presence when you mix things dark, means meaning not a lot of high frequencies. Right. So, yeah. Okay. I, tend to gravitate towards like other ways of creating a sense of space um, and doing like imaging tricks, um, simple ones like this, that just seems fun.
0: You'll indulge me. Yeah. Um. Maybe three. Uh. Cycles, is great. Uh. I. I. And again, I've mentioned a couple times how many times I listened to the soundtrack before I actually played the game, and I was like, oh fuck, I should play this game. (laughs) I've listened to the soundtrack (laughs) so many times, for so many months, and uh, and finally I was like, okay, 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 I'm gonna play the game, and you know, as my favorite tracks like pop in, I'm like, (laughs) oh. I get all excited oh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, and, and that definitely happened the first time I heard cycles because I love all the like you do this like exponential decay thing right with like these uh, you know kind of like wood blocks or I don't know what the hell the sample is but it, it just um, I just loved that uh, kind of reckless kind of you know when it's like you're just dropping the stick and letting it fall you know I just I loved that <laughs>
1: oh thanks I yeah I would like the degradation. This was one that I was really happy with. Yeah, eventually it kind of turns into this, like, wash of the harmonics, but quite a bit more saturated. Um, I think it's, like, two-thirds of the way through. And I don't know. Sometimes it's hard to hit this um, right mix of distorted but clear, because distortion can be Mm -hmm. really pleasing.
0: Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm, Yeah.
1: And immersive if it's not, like, over the top. I mean, it can also be used for to make things, you know, very, very present. But... Yeah. Yeah. I think this one, so I had an old reel-to-reel tape machine that I was using a little bit. Oh, but, nice. um, just the preamp for it because it, okay. it was kind of broken, but um, <laughs> could drive into it really hard and get interesting results. And okay. I think for this one, um, there's two copies of what's occurring. And so I have one, I have the distorted one that I ran through the tape machine sitting underneath the main one and then i just blew out that second one with a bunch of reverb um, and EQ'd it so which is like a pretty common technique like um parallel compression or parallel saturation just means like you've got your original one and you've got the one that you're doing processing on and like effectively by how much of each one you're getting you're getting like you know a ratio of 50 50 or 9010 to 10, or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And you used to have to do that. Now you can just like use a mix knob in a, if you're using digital tools and you're just like, sure. I want this ratio. You used to have to do it manually by having these duplicates. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like the saturation on that one. Maybe I should get that tape machine out the garage. <laughs>
0: DAW do you use? I'm in Logic. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right.
1: Logic yeah, really buddies.
0: Logic.
1: No. <laughs> Logic's great. Yeah.
0: It is. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm.
1: I don't think I would... I, I'm uh, periodically tempted to try Ableton, but... Um, oh, yeah. I just... Every time I... Well, the last time I tried to was a few months ago. It's just very different. And Yeah. In a way, like Logic, I'm comfortable enough with it. I know the hockey's enough. It like becomes yep. invisible. Yep. And yeah... It, it doesn't get in my way at all, so,
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah.
1: And I think now, like, my mind has learned to think musically, structurally, like, with with logic, you know? It's probably, like, yeah. learned around logic, so it's a good companion. Although, at the same time, maybe I need to shake myself out of the patterns I'm in by switching. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know. I don't want it's to cause a big
0: existential dog crisis for you or anything like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe if I get really stuck and stagnant and I'm yeah. like writing the same song or whatever. Yeah,
0: but. Reaper. you will just move to Reaper or something like that. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Among Ruins. Also, at the very end of the official soundtrack, um, and I'm actually going to hit play two. I, I love all the layers that build through this one. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this one's so good. And this one I think of much more traditionally as like you just stacking on things every, you know, eight bars or whatever it is. Um Yeah. But eventually. I just loved that build. I loved it.
1: Oh, thanks. Yeah, this one is if I remember it's entirely digital. Um okay. This was actually a song that I oftentimes with soundtracks you're like, "Oh, I need a I I need I want more music for this or I need something and Yeah you have like a backlog of stuff you haven't used for other things and I think this was one of those
0: oh cool which is
1: is is kind of an unromantic story like ah this was probably sitting on the shelf for like three years or something
0: but it found a home that's the best part
1: (laughs) yeah I mean I I, I think I I think I tweaked it to sound a little more citizen slippery okay amazing what um, you can do with, with digital synths that are emulating analog ones. Like it, it's 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 like tempting never to use analog synths. I mean I know that's uh, sacrilege. Yeah right. Yeah, don't, don't say that. <laughs> Blasphemy. Um, but they just sound so good. There's so many or not so many but there's a few really excellent sounding ones
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, yeah. that to me sound like very very pleasing.
2: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Um, and are much easier to use, right? Like, like, like the the grandmother has this thing, like, it kind of has this like ghost exactly. oscillation where any key you hit, it will play that that note until you replace it with another one at like a very very low volume. Oh wow! Um, and it's not just an anomaly. Like, I, I contacted um, the manufacturer, and they're like, nope, this is by design.
2: Oh, and it's very quiet,
1: but like once you go to do some like really extreme, kind of like creative compression, or you're getting mm-hmm. into mastering, or you're doing something that's really sparse where you want true silence, like
2: yeah.
1: If you were just trying to get a simple like triangle wave or something, it right. maybe it'd be better to use like a high quality digital synth.
0: say you know since you got into music what i would consider to be quite late in life honestly um uh, who who influenced you musically um to to kind of make you think this is this is what i want to do
1: i don't know i mean most of the influences were not um instrumental so much as they were like Lyrical or oh, uh, literary. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know why Raymond Carver comes to mind, but I'll um, okay. have his short stories, um, I guess within the electronic space though, um, yeah, I've mentioned already, but boards of Canada was, um, I think I had a few kind of psychedelic teen experiences with, <laughs> By myself with Boards of Canada, just, just
0: okay. being
1: very enraptured. Um, if anyone knows the band, pronounced "moon," mom or or um, I don't know. I think they're a Swedish band. Okay. But they're like just these kids that made, I think they were like 16 or something. and They made wow. a few albums that were just stellar. Um, okay. And I, I love those. Uh, Neutron Milk Hotel. Yeah. It's huge. I, I don't know. It wasn't a very linear um like i think a lot of people that work in games and i find this true the times i've been to video game conference type things like people are very intentionally pursuing working in this industry as musicians and Mm -hmm. and for me working in games was it wasn't incidental but it's it was just like one of the cool opportunities for expression for Mm -hmm. me Mm -hmm. um and I, i think i If I could find the same autonomy and the luxuries that have been afforded from working in games, if I could find that elsewhere um, and the same fulfillment, I I would maybe do that as well. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Sorry, that's not a very good answer.
0: It's a great answer. (laughs) It's your answer, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, this kind (laughs) of happened. Yeah. This went well and I just kept doing it.
0: Yep. I mean, that's kind of how we all want life to be in a way right I mean honestly I completely tripped into radio and I've been doing it now for 18 years or something ridiculously that's awesome. long now so I mean it just you know things just happen and then if you're really lucky you like you like it and you're like yes yeah I can, I can yeah. do this to make a living or try to make a living or whatever yeah you know that's a yeah. special thing Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I feel very fortunate. It's yeah. amazing, I mean it blows my mind that anyone feels compelled to listen to my music. So. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> Seriously, like I mean, I I just know this will be a soundtrack that I return to over and over again and and oh, thank you, you know, that there's a list of really great soundtracks on there, but um you know, you you just kind of know like whatever the connection Oh shit! I just fucked up my headphone cord. <laughs> just playing with it in my hands. Um, I'll fix that later. Uh, you know, you just—I just—I just immediately felt connected to to the music, and um, and I just know that I'll I'll listen to it and share it, and you know, have other people listen to it for years oh. to come, just years and years well, to you. come. Um, Amos, what are what are you working on right now that you can talk about?
1: Um, I. Can't talk about anything I'm working on right now, okay. unfortunately. Oh, no, that's okay. Um, I'm
0: glad to know that there's projects out there that, that are happening.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's good. Things are things are good. good. I mean the main project is getting the studio up, hopefully right. next month.
0: Yeah, building a backyard yeah. studio. That's very backyard exciting, studio, I'm sure. Cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it is very exciting. Kind of surreal. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, sorry, I'm looking out the window at it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, working on a a, a game right now. I mean, okay, these sound so there's a game and then after that there's another game. Okay. And that's <laughs> that's, a, that's about all I can say.
0: That's good. That's good. That just means I'll I'll have you back. But honestly, I would love it if you'd come back uh sometime perhaps later in the year. Um I I am. I I just started playing In Other Waters uh, because I've just been so tickled with Citizen Sleeper and like my ability to figure out how to play that kind of game, which I never, I I like shooting things. So it's like that made me really happy. And then um, as soon as I started In Other Waters, I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. So um, I'd love to talk to you about that someday. And of course, the Kingdom music. But there's also something else on your band camp that uh, intrigued me. And please forgive me for not um, writing this down on my thing, but uh, it, it's, it's two albums, Cloud Gardens. I, I'm oh, yeah. very interested to experience that uh, because it sounds like it's some kind of additive music or, you know. Uh, yeah. 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 T- talk about that just briefly, if you would.
1: Yeah. So the music in the game is most of it. There's two different modes in the game. The okay. One you're just kind of building a structure that, or you're building a landscape with structures in it with, you know, um, plants that grow procedurally.
2: Okay. Nice. Um,
1: and the other one are you're solving puzzles with. Anyways, so for the majority of the game, which is the um, the puzzle half of the game, the music is is generative. So you like throw cool. these seeds at structures or um, dilapidated structures. Um, it's kind of like post-apocalyptic in an ambiguous way. But um, yeah, so like depending on what seed you throw, it will trigger um, a stem, um, which a stem is this is a confusing word to use because I'm mentioning plants.
0: Oh, in-game um, music though, a stem. Yeah, in-game in music. Yeah. music it, it, I think we know. Like a
1: one-shot. Yeah, yeah. yeah cool yeah Yeah. so like um it'll pull from like a pool of sounds associated with that type of plant that will grow and then um everything is non-rhythmic so that as you throw more seeds on top they play on top of the existing um or the the currently playing Mm -hmm. like extended one shots that they're i think they're like a 30 seconds to a minute and i think in total there's like like 250 mm-hmm. 300 of these so you can get these generative sound, soundscapes that um
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah i don't think i think it'd be very difficult to create the same thing twice so it's a, it's a really simple um generative music engine in a way
2: mm-hmm.
1: um sort of like um like brian Eno and steve reich Yeah, so it's a, it was a fun experiment um,
2: yeah.
1: And it's I think it's pleasing. Um, and then the, the the soundtracks that exist on Bandcamp or on Spotify. Yeah. Um, the volume one is me just curating those um, the stems into and and um, I worked with another musician, uh, Mark Robertson, on okay. the first um, release of music.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so yeah, it's just curations from those stems. And then the second one, which has, like, guitar and stuff on it, was just music that plays as, you know, existing um, tracks for the other creative mode.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, cool. it was
1: really fun. That was the, that was the uh, creator of, of Kingdom.
0: Um, oh, cool. Okay. So,
1: yeah, we just kind of had fun with that project and,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. and it ended up being a very neat interactive toy game.
0: Love it. Cool. Well, I'd love yeah. to have you back on to talk about all of those things. Um, uh, but in the meantime, is there anything else you want to say about Citizen Sleeper?
2: No, um,
1: I think that's, yeah. Hopefully, people are digging it.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, I know. Yeah. yeah, they are for sure.
1: Yeah, um, hopefully. I mean, people have been. I mean, it's been getting a good reception. It's been yeah. humbling. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> that's me.
0: Well, thank you, Amos, so much for all your your time today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, this was a lot of fun.
2: We should do this again.
0: Good. Plan on it. Thank you for listening to Level with Emily. You can learn more about Amos Roddy, see a playlist and support Level with Emily at patreon.com slash level. Check out the video of my chat with Amos on the Level with Emily YouTube channel and subscribe there, get notifications, all of that so you don't miss any of our new videos. I'm Emily Reese. Sam Keenan is our producer. Say hi, Sam. Hi. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Level with Emily and learn more about us at levelwithemily.com, made possible by Adam Selvage at Tiki Web Services. Composer Brad Gentle manages our YouTube channel. Level with Emily Reese is a production of June Media, Inc. Here at Level with Emily, we're part of the Audio Podcast Alliance. It features a hand-picked selection of the very best podcasts about sound. You can hear the latest episodes from our friends in the community at audiopodcast.org.